go and uh, go be in church. We'll have, uh, we can take the van. That way you won't have to stay to 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, so go and be in church with us and help our young people. I think it would do us all good to go to a youth rally every once in a while, worship the Lord together, and uh, see our young people get a blessing from God. And uh, last night was here at youth service uh, with the young people and listened to some of these young men testify about how God has moved in their life in the, this summer in youth camp. And we are so thankful and grateful for that. And uh, we want to keep praying that God help our young people, strengthen them. they got a, a task ahead of them. Some of them moving to college this year. Some of them going back to public school. And uh, the school year uh, plays a, a big, big toll in their life and uh, serving God. So let's pray that they'll be victorious and God would keep them dedicated and consecrated to the Lord. Keep them from the harm and danger that's in the world. Keep them from drugs. Keep them from alcohol. You say, oh, my kids would never do that. I tell you what, they'll surprise you what they'll do with the, right, with the wrong crowd, should I say. And uh, so let's pray desperately for them that God will put a love for this truth in their heart. They will continue to serve God. Got a call this morning, or, or actually, uh, I think Friday, and uh, Sister Nita Jones fell, and uh, they had thought that she had broke her leg. And uh, we had prayer and called back Brother Duplessis who went out there. I was not able to get there and uh, went out to her house. And I, I believe God touched her and her leg was not broke. Thank God for that. But she's not doing well this morning and a little sore and stove up. So let's pray for her and also pray for Corbin Lee that God would touch him. He's having some trouble this morning and ask God to touch him and also fill him with the Holy Ghost. We got him baptized in Jesus' name, but there's... Some more steps that need to be done. And uh, let's pray that God would fill him with the Holy Ghost. If you have your Bibles this morning, if you want to stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord, Exodus chapter number 16. Exodus chapter number 16. And uh, we are <clears throat> be reading one passage of Scripture there. And if you have this marked in your Bibles, uh, I have preached from this before. And uh, I keep looking in the Word of God. There's a lot of new things in there, but every once in a while I run across an area that says there's no new thing under the sun. So I'm going to tell you what I feel like the Lord has gave me for this morning service. So Exodus chapter 16, verse number 35. The Scripture says, And the children of Israel did eat manna forty years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. Now this scripture tells us what the children of Israel did, what they had to eat. They did eat manna, and it tells us that they ate manna for 40 years, and it tells us that they ate manna until they came to the borders of the land of of Canaan. Lord bless you for standing. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise before we're seated this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk to us this morning from this subject, a taste of heaven 
in a dry and a sinful place. A taste of heaven in a dry and a sinful place. As we look in the Word of God this morning, this is telling us a story. And actually it's coming in uh, to the latter part of God feeding the children of Israel after them murmuring and complaining against God. And uh, they were hungry. How many has ever been hungry? Amen. Ever been hungry? How many is hungry right now? Amen. Some of you men that's hungry need to go to the men's prayer breakfast. And uh, you'll get fed that way. Uh, see, when we all get over there and eat, we're really in no big hurry to get out of church. But uh, <clears throat> the faithful men meet over there every Sunday morning at 9.30, so come be with us. And we pray, and they pray for me, and we pray for saints, and we just have a good time of fellowship. But uh, being hungry is not something that, that is uh, very nice. It's, uh, how many has ever been on a fast? Amen. And uh, there, is, there is something about declaring yourself on a fast that you will wake up at 12 o'clock at night starving to death. And uh, you'll get up in the morning and you'll be hungry. You'll be hungrier than you've been all week because you've declared that I'm going to fast this week or today. And um, I, um, I have often craved things that I don't even like when I was fasting because I was so hungry. Yesterday, uh, we was coming in, we... Uh, went to the house and got dressed, and we were going to get something to eat. And uh, so uh, the girls, they were a little hungry. And uh, if you know anything about Tiffany, Tiffany gets very grouchy when she gets hungry. And uh, she gets highly upset and offended if she gets uh, uh, <clears throat> hungry. But Tony was in the back of the car, and she said, I am fanished. And I said, you are what? She said, I am famished. I said, you are famished? She said, yeah, don't that mean you're hungry? I said, well, probably meaning famished, but yes, that, that is meaning that you're hungry. And uh, she doesn't come up with her a uh, uh, very highfalutin word and uh, for being hungry. But there, there, is nothing, there is nothing that can take the place or are nothing that is exactly like being hungry. And uh, I tell you, being hungry, it, 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 makes, it just feels like your body is shutting down. And then you get something to eat, and it, whoo, man, I feel energized and feel like I can do more. And, uh, but the children of Israel here were, were in a, a dry place. The Scripture says in... In uh, Exodus chapter 16 and verse number 1, it says, They took their journey from Elam, and the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin. That's kind of a strange name there. They came into the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. And on the fifteenth day of the second month, they departed out from, after they departed out of the land of, Israel, of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. 
And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full, for we have been brought, you have brought, ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. This was the children of Israel's complaint. Now, if you go back and understand, the children of Israel were complaining because they were slaves. They were having to work. They were, they were slaves to uh, the Egyptians. Whatever the Egyptians said, whatever they told them, that they had to do. And they prayed for a deliverer. And when God sent them a deliverer, Moses and Aaron came and led them out by the hand and the power of God. And they started to take them to the promised land. We find that it did not take long for them to start murmuring and complaining. The first time we see this happening is when they come to the, the Red Sea. And they looked in front of them was the Red Sea, and they looked behind them was Pharaoh's army, and they were quickly closing in on them, and they began to complain, what to God? We would have just died in Egypt. Wished we would have been satisfied being held captive. But, but there, the Scripture says here that they came after they crossed the Red Sea by the mighty hand of God. God opened up the Red Sea. They walked across on dry ground. There is those who would try to contradict what God did by saying, oh, it's a time where where, uh, you know, it, it was a dry time, a dry season, and they were in an area of, of the Red Sea that was very shallow. So they got to go across. Well, the Scripture said that they walked across on dry ground. And then there was a wall of water on the left and on the right. So God made a wall of water out of a puddle. That's still a pretty big miracle that God was able to do. And then He drowned Pharaoh's whole army in a little puddle of water. So either way you want to believe it, it was still a miracle by a miracle working God. Amen. Amen. I just soon to believe that it was a deep red sea that was very wide and very deep that God just spread open and the children of Israel walked across on dry ground and there was a wall of water formed on each side of them. That's what kind of God that we're serving. We're serving a miracle working God. Has anybody found the God that we're serving to be a miracle working God? A God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, whatsoever we can ask or even think. Amen. That's what kind of God that we're serving today. So they came to the wilderness of sin. Now, the commentaries say that this was a very dry, it was a desert place, a dry place. They, they say that the, they were even walking down the roads that the Egyptians had built in this wilderness because they were mining in that area, mining copper and different things in that area. And so they were walking to freedom. 
on the road that the Egyptians had built. Maybe even some of those slaves even helped build the road, not knowing that one day God was going to use this road to get you out of here. God was going to use this road to get you to the promised land. And they got hungry, so they started to murmur and complain, kind of like on a trip with kids, and they're in the back of the car. I'm hungry. I'm starving. Every 30 minutes, I'm hungry. I'm starving. The children of Israel were never satisfied. They were always wanting something. They were always complaining about something. They were always bickering and fighting and and backbiting and jumping on the preacher about something. And so they they got before Moses and Aaron and said, Man, won't you do something? You've led us out here in this terrible place, in this dry place, to to just starve us to death. That would the God that we'd have just been happy to die in Egypt when we sat beside the flesh pots and and uh, we did eat bread. At least we had bread until we were full. Amen. Now, I like bread, but I like other things that go along with bread. Amen. One thing I like about serving God is my freedom. Amen. When God delivered me, when God called me out of a world of sin, He did not call me out of sin to throw me in bondage. Amen. But He called me out of a world of sin to give me freedom to worship, freedom to serve, freedom to be what God wanted me to be. Hallelujah. 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 I don't look at serving God as a ball and chain. Amen. I look at serving God as freedom. So we find that that God began to feed the children of Israel. And God said, I'm not going to let you die. You don't have to worry about dying. I promised you that I'm going to carry you to the promised land. And in Exodus chapter 16 and verse number 4, the Scripture said, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven, for you and the people shall not, and, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them. Now the number one thing that you must understand that he said, I'm going to rain bread out from heaven. They called it manna. What is manna? This is a way that they described what manna was. It was an allotment or a gift from God. A small round thing like a wafer made with honey. And then you must understand that God told them every day you've got to go out and get that amount that you're going to eat for that day. You cannot gather too much. You cannot gather enough for the next day except on the Sabbath, preparing for the Sabbath. But every day you've got to go out and you've got to gather what you need for that day. They crushed it, they said. They cooked with it. They made different things out of it. But another thing that I find very interesting is that it was like a wafer made with honey. Now, where was God taking the children of Israel? 
He said in Exodus chapter 3 and verse number 8, He said, I'm going to take you to a large land. A land flowing with what? Milk and honey. So what I like to look at it as this, that in the wilderness, in a dry place, in the wilderness of sin, God was given the children of Israel just a little taste of what it was going to be like in the promised land. Amen. Just a little bit of what it's going to be like in the promised land. Amen. For some 40 years, He fed them in the wilderness, in the dry place. And every day they'd go out and gather that wafer, that manna from heaven. It would be just like covering the ground. And they would taste of it. And God was just reminding them, one day I'm going to bring you to a land that is a large land. I'm going to bring you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. I'm taking you somewhere and don't forget where I'm taking you. Amen. I want to tell you, church, God has made us some promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God was giving them a taste of what it was going to be like. Amen. They complained about the food. They complained about the manna. They complained about the water. They complained about their clothes. They complained about their shoes. They complained about the journey. Amen. But every day when they would get up, God would just give them a little reminder all over again. Don't forget where you're going. Amen. Don't forget where you're going. Don't forget where you're going. Amen. I feel like that God has come by the church house this morning. He said, don't forget where I deliver. I delivered you from. I delivered you from Egypt. I delivered you from bondage. But in your forgetting, don't forget where you're going. Don't forget where you're headed. I'm going to give you just a little bit of taste of glory on this side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The preacher said, the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. Every day you're going to get up and I'm going to give you a reminder of where you're headed. Oh, it's going to be a land flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be a land that is so great. You find when the spies went in to search out the land, they come back and they said, surely it's just like God had promised us. Amen. They brought back a cluster of grapes on a stick that took two men to tote back. And they come back and they said, it's just like God said. Oh, it's surely a large land. It's surely a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Remember the taste every morning. It's just like God said. I want to tell you, God's taking us somewhere, church. God's got a place. 
Oh, God's got a place for His people. He said, I'm going away. I'm going to prepare you a place that where I am, you may come also. Amen. There is a place prepared. We're on a journey. Every morning, taste the glory in the presence of God. Amen. God has given us a taste of heaven in this dry place, in this sinful world that we're living in. The people asked Jesus at Capernaum. In John chapter 6 and verse number 30, they say therefore unto Him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee what the word what doest thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. So give us a sign. Show us something. Give us something to remind us of where we're going and what we're searching for. And as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. In verse number 32, Amen. Look very closely at this verse. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. Moses didn't do it. Moses was just the servant of God. But my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Verse 33, For the bread of God is He which cometh down from heaven, and He giveth life unto the world. Now who was talking? Who came down from heaven? Jesus was doing the talking. He's the only one that ascended from heaven. Then said they unto Him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Amen. We go to another place in the Word of God where Jesus was sitting there at a well, and there came a woman of the city, and He said, if you knew who was asking you, or she asked him, did he want a drink? And he said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me for a drink. And she said, how? You don't even have anything to draw water with. He said, but I give you a drink. And when I give you a drink, you'll never thirst again. Amen. John said, when Jesus stepped into the water, behold the Lamb of God that what that taketh away the sins of the world. What Jesus said, He said it was not Moses that gave you that bread in the wilderness. Amen. But it was God. And I have come down from heaven. And I've come to take away the sins of the world. I've come to give you just a little taste of glory here on earth. I've come to give you just a little taste of heaven here on earth. I came to bring you something that will wash away and cleanse you of all of your sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
Behold. Amen. John said, There's one that's coming after me whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. Amen. He shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and with fire. John chapter 14 and verse number 16. And I will pray Jesus is speaking to His disciples. And He is telling them about Him going away. And He said, I will pray the Father and He shall give you another Comforter that may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him, but ye know Him, for He he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He said, it's, it's expedient for you that I go away. I know you don't want to see me go. I know you don't want to see me leave you. But I will not leave you comfortless. I'm going to give you a little taste of glory here in a wicked and a perverse world. I'm going to give you something that every morning when you get up, Amen. You can get a little taste of heaven. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. In John chapter 14, verse number 18, He said, I will leave, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. John 16 and 6 says, But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow had filled your heart. Because I tell you that I'm going to leave, sorrow has filled your heart. Verse number 7 of 16, the book of John, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send Him unto you. Amen. Jesus has made us a promise that He was not going to leave us in this wicked world by ourselves. Amen. They took evil man by evil hands and crucified Jesus Christ on Calvary. They drove nails through His hands and through His feet. They pierced Him in His side with the spear. There they watched Him die and they buried Him in a borrowed tomb. Amen. What seemed like all was lost and devil was having a heyday, but really it was devil's biggest nightmare. Amen. Because Jesus had fulfilled on the third day He resurrected from the dead. We're not serving a dead God. We're not serving a dead God, but we're serving a God that is alive. He's resurrected, and He is alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. His disciples came to the grave. They did not find Him there. But one of the ladies... Seen someone that says, 
Why seek ye the living among the dead? For the next few days, he showed himself alive to his disciples. Many times visiting with them. Many times appearing in their midst. What he had told them, he was reminding them over again. He takes them to the mount and he said, Terry, I want you to go back to Jerusalem. And Terry, in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from upon high. Don't leave Jerusalem until you get the promise of what I have told you about. And what I have talked to you about. And what I explained to you a few days ago about. Don't leave until you receive just a taste of heaven in a dark and a dreary world. Amen. So he ascended up into glory. And they stood there gazing and wondering what will be the outcome now. Amen. And there was an angel that appeared and said this same Jesus that you have seen go away. Oh, this same Jesus that you have seen go away, He's coming back. He's coming back. I said He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back, church. So they left that place and they went to what we know in Jerusalem as the upper room. And they begin to tarry. Now what are we waiting for? We don't know exactly what it is. We don't know exactly how it's going to happen. But all we know, and I can see them sitting around praying and sitting around thinking. Remember when Jesus said, Dust and dust. Remember when he said, Our fathers, or they, they, when they asked him about the bread, for he said, they said unto him, Lord, give us this bread. And he said, I am the bread of life. Remember when he told us that the comforter uh, will abide with us forever, even though he is no longer here in a bodily form, the comforter will abide with us forever. Amen. They go back and they think, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. Now just what was Jesus talking about? And then he said, I will not leave you comfortless. And then they said, your hearts are filled with sorrow over me telling you that I'm leaving, but I will send unto you the Comforter. And all of a sudden gathered together in the upper room, not really knowing what to expect. Suddenly the Scripture said, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking about just a taste of heaven in a dry and a sinful world. Amen. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven and it filled all 
the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they all began to speak with other tongues as a spirit gave them utterance they were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost just a taste of heaven in a dry and a sinful world amen so what do we do what do we do what do we do in this world that we're living in amen just here today we have gathered together in the house of God oh we've come to magnify him we've come to praise him we've come to give him glory amen the devil's been after you all week long the devil's been warring against your mind against your spirit but if we can just get to the house of god oh it's a safe place oh it's a holy place oh it's a heavenly place we can come into the house of god and have a taste of heaven what is heaven going to be like what is heaven going to be like amen that's the age old question men and women boys and girls have been asking from the very beginning when And what is heaven going to be like? I can tell you what heaven's going to be like. Jesus Christ is going to be in heaven. There's no need for chandeliers in heaven. There's no need for the power and light company in heaven. There's no need for electricity in heaven. There is going to be no sin in heaven. Woo! There's going to be no drugs in heaven. There's going to be no alcohol in heaven. What is heaven going to be like? I want to tell you what heaven's going to be like. It's going to be like a good Sunday night service. Amen. When we come into the presence of God and we've got forgiveness for our sins and for the mistakes that we have made and we have been washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Behold! the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world and we worship Him. Oh! And we magnify Him and we leap for joy and we lift our hands and we lift our voice and we run and we dance in the presence of God. That's what church is. That's what church is. It's a taste of heaven in a dark and a dreary and a dry and a sinful world. Give God some praise in His house. Give God some praise. Come on. Come on. You can do better than that. Give God some praise in His house. Why don't you magnify Him? Why don't somebody worship Him? Why don't somebody lift your voice to Him right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
holy place. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Some people's like the children of Israel. You can be seated for a moment. Some people's like the children of Israel. When they come into church, they see what they can find wrong with the church. They see what they can find wrong with their brother. They see what they can find wrong with their sister. They see what they don't like about the church. But I tell you what, after I've been warring against the devil Monday and Tuesday, I look forward to Wednesday night. When I've been warring against the devil Thursday and Friday and Saturday, I look forward to getting up on Sunday morning. Amen. I look forward to coming to the house of God. I tell you what, I was looking so forward to it last night at 2 o'clock in the morning. I was still up. I could not sleep. Amen. I got my Bible out and I read the Word of God. I want to tell you there's something precious about coming to church. There's something good about walking in to the house of God. Woo! Hallelujah! 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 When I come to church, I'm not about to let some dried up, rebellious hypocrite Get my blessing. Some of you let the devil steal your blessing before you get to the house of God. Oh, praise God. Come on, come on. You know that's right. The devil tell you, I tell you what, I, I can't, I can't. I can't shout with them. I can't worship with them. But this is still a good place to be. It's not a perfect place, but it's the best place in this world. Get away, devil. Get away, devil. This is my house. This is my time. This is my chance. This is my opportunity. This is my God. This is my church. I come to worship Him. It's just my taste of heaven. It's just my taste of heaven. It's just my taste of heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. There's been times where I've been in trouble. Oh, I've been in trouble. I've been in trouble. And I'll come through the back doors. And I'll say, God, it's me again. I'm in trouble. I need help. Oh, it's good to pray at home. And it's good to shout at home. But there is no home that's ever going to take the place of God's church. Where God's people come together and lift up His name together. The Scripture said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt His name together. Let's exalt His name together. 
want to know what heaven's going to be like. It's a bunch of God's people. It's a bunch of God's church that's gathered together in heaven and we're worshiping Him because we have overcome. Because we have overcome. Because we have overcome. If you've never experienced this Holy Ghost that I'm talking about right now, oh my goodness, it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest thing. It's the greatest thing. It's the greatest thing. If you're feeling down and out, you're in the right place today. If you're at the end of your rope, You've made it home today. If you're in trouble, you're at the right place today. If your marriage is on the rocks, you made it to the house of God. Oh, if you're sick, you're at the place to get a healing. Oh, if you're found by the world's sinful pleasures, you've got the place to get deliverance. You made it to church. You made it to church. You made it to church. It's a taste of heaven in a dry and a weary and a dusty land. Hallelujah. 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 Up until we get called from this world to glory, we're going to come into the church and we're going to magnify and we're going to get just a little taste of heaven. In a dry, in a weary land. Oh, when we come to the house of God, just a little taste of heaven. In a wicked and a perverse world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody in this place right now that would like just a little taste of heaven on this side of glory. If you got trouble in your life, I want to tell you if you'll make your way to this front, we'll lay hands on you and call on the name of Jesus. No power that I have done. It was not Moses that fed them. It was God that fed them in the wilderness. It's not going to be me that's able to do it, but it's God that's able to do it. I tell you today, if you'll step out by faith, God can heal your marriage. God can heal your body. God can save your life. God can take your addictions away. Amen. Because we got a taste of heaven in a dry, in a weary place. Anybody need a touch from God right now? Anybody need a miracle from God right now? Anybody need a healing right now? Anybody need deliverance? right now. Come on, make your way to this front. Make your way to this front. Make your way to this front. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Reach out to God right now. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. God has promised to me. I'm setting my ground. His word I believe. Hallelujah. Stop me, on the way. 